It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Masterplan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It's a pleasure to have you listening. Let me introduce you to today's special guest. We have Linda Mook is the e-commerce manager at Sugru, looking after the marketing and website for the Sugru e-commerce business. Sugru is an online-only e-commerce business with a very thriving wholesale arm selling through retail outlets all over the world. You can only buy one product on the Sugru website, Sugru itself which is a moldable glue that sets into a rubber, a very useful addition to any toolkit. Uh, It certainly sits in mine. Um, They sit at the far niche end of the product range scale, giving them a very specific set of challenges and opportunities. Hi, Linda. I've just given our listeners a very quick overview of where you and your business are right now. Before we get into all of that, though, how did you get started in e-commerce? Hello. I kind of came into e-commerce via um, customer service and product management for websites, online tools. So I always worked, I always worked in startups and um, yeah, as I said, started out in customer service and then slowly grew up as online grew. Um, I moved over to e-commerce bit by bit. Cool. So you've really done it from the bottom up. Yes, you could say that. Excellent. It seems that's a, that's the way an awful lot of people at the moment find their way into the into e-commerce. You know, looking at people's bios on LinkedIn, there's a lot of I started off in the warehouse, I started off here, I started off on the website, and then I kind of found my way through the bits I like, and now now I get to do do a job I really enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not you know I'm not that ancient, but still, when I started my career, like e-commerce was you know, very much, I think, at the beginning or, you know, relatively early. I mean, Amazon was already around and so on, but it was just not a big thing, especially in Germany, where I um, come from. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating the way it's kind of evolved over the years for all of us. Yeah. Um, so right now, let's, um, let's find out a bit about what you're up to at Sugru at the moment. So we are um, based in, in London, in Hackney, and this is where we make the product and um, we ship it from here worldwide. Um, we have, um, we have sales to 160 countries by now, which is pretty amazing. Um, we started to do that from the get-go. So as soon as the, the online shop was started, we took orders from all over the world. And um, our main market store are um, the UK and the US. Um, then Canada and, and Europe are also quite important for us. Um, but we also um, sold Sugru to Togo, for example. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a really, really cool thing, I think, about our business. But we make the product here right in Hackney. We have our little factory um, and we ship it from here via... Um, warehoused one in the UK and two in the US. Wow, so it's quite a big operation. It is by now, yes. When I started here, we were 12 people um, and, you know, by now we are 50. So it's um, the company has grown quite a bit in the three years I've been here. Uh, that That's quite impressive growth for just three years. It, I guess it, in some ways it really shows the, the power of focusing in on just the one product and just really getting everything else around it right. So what's your, your platform that you're on at the moment? What's the website built on? 
Um, we have a, a custom built platform. It's um, it's built on Ruby on Rails, so we have our own CMS. We have our own um, shop. So everything was basically um, built from scratch. Cool, which which so, is <laughs> it's nice to have it purpose built sometimes, isn't it? Yes, I mean it's it's in a way it's great because we are very flexible. But on the other hand, it's obviously um, sometimes you think, oh, it would be so much easier if we were on a off the shelf platform where you can just much easier plug things in and out so it's always like change always comes with a cost but then as i said on the other hand we're very very flexible and we can we never like um kind of like we, the the platform never stops us from trying what we want to try yeah it, it's the it's, it's that that trade-off I hear a lot of people working on of, you know, should I be going for, for, for a Magento or a Shopify or do I go bespoke? And it's, it's a, it can, for some businesses where it's quite complex, quite technical, it can be quite, quite difficult to work that one out. So what are the key kind of widgets and plugins you've got going on on the website? Reviews, merchandising, those kind of things. Yeah. So we use um, Trustpilot for reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been, it's coming up to a year now. We started in June last year using Trustpilot. That's um, working really well for us as in it has made a massive difference when it comes to conversion rates on the on the buy page actually. Um, and then we also use um, Yieldify for, for overlays. And then I think the other thing is that we're about to um, start to move our emails over to um, Jotmailer. Um, these are kind of like the key tools we're using outside of our own platform. Cool. Yeah, it, it's um, it's like everyone's heard about reviews, everyone knows about emails, but Yieldify is one of those that just keeps coming up in conversations at the moment. And I think, you know, with, with the bigger companies like yours that, that I talk to, and I think it's it's really one which is going to start getting embraced by those smaller businesses as we go through the rest of 2015 and into 2016. So um, it's it's very cool to hear you're using that one. Yeah. Um What's the what's the size of the business these days? How much are you you shipping? Yeah, so we we have um, by now around a million customers all over the world, and we've shipped so far five million mini packs. A mini pack is a five gram portion of Sugru. Um so. Yeah, that's quite a lot, actually. And then when it comes to um, size of the team, we, um, as I, I think I mentioned earlier, we're 50 by now. That includes, obviously, production, because as I said, like everything is made here in, in-house. Yeah, because you've, you've got that interesting setup that, that increasing numbers of people I hear who are getting into in- e-commerce at the moment have got... They, they want to have got to your setup. They are wholesalers who are producing their product or they've got the exclusive license for a country and they've been doing it via the wholesale network and now they kind of want to go e-commerce and they're not quite sure how to do it um, because it's a totally different different set of skills. Because, I mean, am I right in saying Sugru's been um, e-commerce and wholesale from day one? Um, so it's been, I think for the first year or so, we've been exclusively um, online e-commerce. And then um, we started with a few smaller shops here in the UK. And um, two years ago, I think we um, we started like we were um, in, we came into B&Q, which was kind of like the first big, bigger chain. And then this year now we're starting um, to get listed in a few big chains in the in the US, including Target and Lowe's. Um, so that's that's really interesting because that's all of a sudden opening 
so many more doors for us um, because U- U.S. chains are obviously much bigger than, than U.K. ones. Yeah, it's, um, and it's such a great way of getting the brand out there when it's the product is the product is the product, isn't it? So it's, yes. I think it's, it's, it's interesting to see you've kind of come at it from the other way that so many businesses have in that you started <laughs> online only and you're now doing the wholesale, whereas there's a lot of wholesalers who are looking to, to come into that e-commerce space. Um, okay, so... That's been really useful to get an idea of where, where you guys and Sugru are right now. So what do you think is the most awesome thing about, about what Sugru is up to at the moment? Um, very exciting news and something that's really just been like going live three days ago is that we have a crowdfunding um, pitch live right now with Crowdcube. So um, we are raising additional money with that. We're trying to raise one million pounds. And the um, exciting news about that is that since we launched that campaign, we already raised 920,000 pounds. Wow. (laughs) Which is really amazing. And it's especially amazing as the first half of that was actually just by our Sugu community. So it's been only been open to customers and friends. And that's just such a great... Um, sign about how you know how people who use Sugru not only are our our customers but they're really part of a community a part of a movement and that's um that's just a very very good thing to see that's quite um that's a whole new ball game isn't it when you start going out there and looking for the for the investment and I suppose going through that process you're going to discover things about the about the business, about the customer base, you you hadn't really realized. And I guess the first one of those is, wow, our customers really love us. Yeah. Um, they love us so much, they actually want to buy us. Yeah, um, that's, I mean, you know, we always knew that in a way, like we always had very active user community. We always have people who send us their ideas and who are very much in communication with us. But when you actually ask them, give me your money and invest in us, and they do, that's kind of like a very, very good proof that, they actually do like us very much. Cool. So, so given that that's happening at the moment, um, and you're you kind of just realising that, well, hey, this is this is creating some really good good awareness of the brand and all the rest of it. How are you looking to capitalise on that with your with your marketing to get more sales? Um, I think we're going to look because, especially in the UK, that generates a lot of additional awareness. And um, so it's really about like capturing people when they, for example, now search for Sugru. There's a poster campaign going live in the London Overground via Crowdcube. So we expect a more search traffic from that. And we already seen like in the three days the campaign has been live that the that the search traffic has gone up. So um, we're going to change our advertising a little bit to um, to capture that more. Um, obviously we don't want to redirect people away from investing but there is just we've seen that there is also just a general more more interest in the product itself nice and really important to make sure you're you're kind of jumping on that and making sure that if they do want to buy they can definitely find you because it's it's kind of a one-off opportunity um kind of the beauty of, of e-commerce in my perspective is that you can actually react to these things super fast like you see oh there's something happening and you know you can throw a bit more budget in, you can um, just do things really quickly and be very reactive 
Yeah, it's a lot quicker than via any other channel, isn't it? <laughs> you, you must have the guys in on the, you know, who are selling out to the retailers on the wholesale arm. They must just be going, oh, we can't do anything about this. <laughs> we- but if not, hopefully that will also, I would expect that to also generate more footfall in, in retail. Um, yeah. I think it's always, for us, we always say like, you know, all um, that the wave always raises all the all the boats and that's always been true for us that we see if we have for example PR that there's always more sales in store more sales online so it's really a I think we see each other we see we see the company as a it's it's as a whole you know it's not always only online it's not only store it's the whole um moving the whole thing in a way it's it's good for everybody Mm -hmm. yeah okay cool so we spoke a little bit in there about ads and I know you are all over online ads so I wondered if you'd be willing to uh, to share with our with our listeners a little bit about the the different types of ad platforms you're using and the different things you're up to at the moment mm-hmm. so um obviously Google is very important for us that <laughs> won't come as a surprise I guess um and there we're mainly focusing on search um and then display is mainly remarketing um, and then we also have YouTube pre-roll campaigns here and there, but um, just to a very small degree because it's it's relatively indirect. So search is for us um, really very important because we have a lot of people who hear about Sugru somewhere else. Word of mouth is an, is, is an important um, acquisition tool for us. And so it's it's really about being there when people heard about Sugru and just capturing them and search is a great tool for that and then the other thing and that's kind of like growing on us a lot in the past month is really Facebook as an advertising platform um there it's as well a little bit of remarketing and but it's a lot of like content marketing and acquisition on there because you can be so targeted in um how you like who you approach, who your target customer is, and you can really go about interests, you can go about demographics, location, and so on. So that's starting to become more and more important for us. Cool. So as a company is just starting to get into those Facebook ads, from all you've learned so far, have you got a couple of tips for our listeners if they're just thinking about getting into Facebook ads about maybe where to start or areas to avoid? Um. I think, as I just said, like the power of Facebook is really to know who your customer is and think about how you can find more of them, you know, and be 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 lateral there. So it's not say say if you if you buy if you um, sell say if you sell sporting goods. Don't just look for people who are into sporting goods, but think about what else are they doing? Do they have children? Do they like cooking or whatever? Like if you have a good picture of your customer as a whole person, then it's very that then Facebook can be a very good place for you to find more of these people. Cool. So I guess that's the sort of thing which if someone thinks they don't know anything about the customer right now, actually they probably do if they go and take a look at who's liked their Facebook page already. Yeah. You can get an awful lot of stats from that, can't you, to get to get going on that whole what the interests are. Yeah, and Facebook has this thing, um, Audience Insights, um, which is, I think, relatively new, where you can actually go and look into demographic data 
you can in audience insights you can look into things like for example if you have a pixel on your website you can look at people who've been to your website how do they index for certain demographical aspects and then go and find again find more of those cool and um you're using all those ads all around the world at the moment um no on facebook we're actually focusing on the uk and the us a little bit of canada and it seems to me just from the numbers of um, people that, that I can reach with my different list when I go into, for example, most European countries, the numbers go really, really small. Because I think presumably Facebook adop- adoption isn't as big there, but um, that's just a theory of mine. I can't prove that. <laughs> Waiting to test that one. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it's... Um it's one of those those pieces that you're in quite a nice position and you, you get to try things in lots of different countries and roll out what works in those different territories. But I think that approach, a lot a lot of people can learn from that in that you want to go, here's my my key tactic, let's test it in my key market and then let's roll it out to other areas. So they're getting that kind of, those little bites at, of the cherry. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So it was really useful to get into your into what you're up to with the ads. Uh, I know people will get, I've got some really good takeaways from that. I, um, I should just say... Um, Masterplan World, all of you guys out there listening, uh, links to everything we're mentioning are going to be on the show notes page that you will find at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Suguru, or you can go to the site and just search for um, for Linda or for Suguru, or just go to the podcast area and you will find all these links. So if you're frantically trying to find a piece of paper and scribble down, don't worry, we're going to share all that with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so Linda, what's on your on your radar, on your to-do list at the moment? What's, what's going to be happening for you over the next few months? Um, sadly, it's already thinking about Christmas. <laughs> That's kind of like the very far away one, but also the big one. So we're looking into what will be, we always try to have something new, something special around Christmas. So we're looking into what will this be this year. Um, also preparing things like um, Black Friday, which as we probably many listeners know, is in the UK. It's just here. It won't go away anymore. So um, <laughs> we kind of need to prepare for that as well. And um, But then a bit, a bit closer to, um, to right now is that we at the moment have a really cool campaign live, which is um, about domestic ninjas. So it's about um, how... People, when they use Suguru, they feel a bit like a ninja because they solve these small problems around the house and it makes them feel really good and really empowered. So we have some cool videos that that show this kind of feeling, this sense of empowerment. And um, we have the videos going out there and we just working on surrounding tactics like retargeting the people who've seen the ads and just like how can we get them in into the Sugru world more when they got in touch with us via these these videos. Cool. So that's kind of a, a brand awareness piece that then yeah. you're, link, you're using remarketing in order to drive the sales off the back of it. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. And um, such such a good way of taking that kind of that content piece where we make what, what fundamentally could be a really dull product to <laughs> be, you know, pointing out how useful and cool and trendy it is and creating that brand piece around it. And then using the content marketing to create the audience and then using the remarketing to bring through the sales. I think that's that's really clever. And it's something which small businesses can do. Even, you know, you don't need 50-odd people in the team to be able to turn that kind of stuff around. No, not at all. That's the thing. Like, if you have a... if you 
and I mean, many, I, yeah, many e-commerce businesses do, I hope, is if you have a blog and you write cool content about how you, how to use your product, um, that's always a good way to, to get people in if, if they just see how it fits into their life. I think if you go away from the, just the product advertising and go more about like, you know, this is what, what your life with my product would be like. And this is what we've actually done all along. And, and, and at the moment, like, as I said, ninjas is kind of like a, a fun manifestation of this, um, of this effect. Cool. And that video is up on YouTube, is it? Um, they're on YouTube. Um, yes. On our, um, Sugu YouTube channel and cool. also on our website, sugu.com slash ninja. You can find everything about, um, the ninja domestic ninja movement <laughs> i know i'm immediately going to go and watch that video after we finish this interview so i will make sure it's on the show notes page for all our listeners out there as well um okay cool what i'd like to do now is uh it's time to move on to our top tips round i love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our business to the next level linda are you ready for these quick fire top tips Yes, I am. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um, so first up, what's your book top tip? So if everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, what book should they be reading? So I would recommend everybody to read the book Lean Analytics because it is a very useful guide for you to find the one number, the one KPI that you need to care about like taking into account what type of business you have and where you are in your business life cycle. Um, it's been extremely helpful for me. And I think it also helps you to, to, to understand how to think about analytics and how to think about numbers. So I think it's tremendously useful. Awesome. That's one I personally haven't yet come across, across, so I can see that being added to my Amazon cart in a very short time, time span. What's your, your next tip then, our traffic top tip? Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Yeah, I think I've already given that away. It's really Facebook for us, like getting your content out there and getting people onto your site with Facebook uh, with with content, Facebook is for for me one of the most interesting tools at the moment. Excellent. Just to clarify on that, are you talking Facebook ads or Facebook pages generally, or both? I'm talking about um, sponsored posts on Facebook in particular. Cool. Thank you for clarifying. Um, and then your tool top tip. Uh, maybe this is a team collaboration tool, a social media plugin, timesheeting tool, phone app or just a way of working? Is there a cool little widget you use that makes you or your team more efficient day to day? Yeah, so I've, I've got two. I cheated a bit. <laughs> One of them is, again, Facebook, but they have like such a cool mobile ad managers. Like for all the other tools I'm using, their mobile thing is just a pain. And the Facebook ad advert manager is so cool if you just want to just quickly check how things are going. So I love that. And then the other one is Supermetrics, which is a little tool that allows you to pull in um, data from Google Analytics into spreadsheets. And I use that, for example, to have a daily dashboard and also to pull some mon 
monthly report so I don't have to go into analytics, download the thing, then put it into a spreadsheet, da-da-da-da-da. So that's really useful and makes my life a lot easier. Cool. Supermetrics, is that from uh, Google Analytics to Excel or is that from Google Analytics to Google Spreadsheets? Um, they actually do both. Oh, I use cool. Google Spreadsheets and I think the Excel one isn't for free, if I'm correct. I'm not 100% sure, but um, yeah, it works with both. Brilliant. Um, and then your startup top tip. So if you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? Um. I would say get your analytics right from the start. This is something that I, you know, I wish I, we would have done that and I would have like all the historical data because it will make your life easier um, in the future. And I think you don't need to go super overboard with like, for example, event tracking, track every little single click or whatever, but just like really get the basics right. And I would actually recommend talk to somebody who um, who does that already and, and let them tell you what are the things that you actually want to know. I just did that recently with um, a friend who just started um, her her own business and um, we just went through these things and said, get this, get that. And um, well, she said it was super helpful for her. So that's something I would recommend. Cool. I love those tips. Um, so just to remind everyone listening uh, that all these tips will be available on uh, the show notes page, which you can find at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Sugru. And Linda, I have one final top tips question for you. Yeah. So if your business didn't exist, if Sugru didn't exist, which e-commerce business would you like to be running? So I w I'm really interested in fashion um, e-commerce because I think there's so much potential and there's so much interesting stuff going on. And I kind of, probably because I shop there a lot, is um, I would find H&M very interesting because I think they're doing a lot of things right, but I think there's also a lot of things that they're not doing yet, so it would be great to go there and do them. <laughs> the frustration of the e-commerce professional. <laughs> Why can't they do this? <laughs> It's like, you obviously don't have an abundant basket um, recovery thing. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Brilliant. Um, Linda, what a fascinating chat. It's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure to spend time with you today to discovering how you're driving your online-only e-commerce business. Before we say goodbye, would you like to remind listeners where they can find your business on the web and on social media? Yes, yeah, so the website is sugru.com. That's S-U-J-R-U. -U. You have to say that. It's a bit tricky. So sugru.com, we have we are on Facebook. Um, Twitter is at sugru. We're on Instagram as well. Um, and um, yeah, so that's that's where, where we are. We have other social media accounts as well, but I think these are the, the most interesting ones, the biggest ones. Excellent. Um, we will add all of that and everything else we talked about today in the show notes. Masterplan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Sugru, S-U-G-R-U, or just go to the website and click on the podcast tab or get use the search box. Linda, thank you for being on Ecommerce Masterplan podcast today and for being so generous for sharing your experience with us. Thanks for having me. Catch you all next time. Thank you for listening to the Ecommerce Masterplan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com. <laughs>